Welcome to Necronominom, a horror movie podcast about horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good intro. Thanks. Uh, my name is Jenna. My name is Matt. Today we're going to be talking about Drag Me to Hell. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, it is the 2009 Sam Raimi film. Yes. Drag Me to Hell stars Alison Lohman as Christine, a young woman who works for a bank and ends up being cursed by a gypsy and having to deal with the consequences of that. So, yeah, the curse lasts for three days, at which point she will be dragged to hell yep. by the demon that the gypsy has summoned, I guess, or cursed her with. Yeah. And in case, I like that how, in case you're not quite sure what that means, they show you it within the first five minutes. When the other kid. Yeah, they show you like a, a little snippet of someone else who's had the same thing and then you get to see what happens. And so. Yeah, so it starts back, I think, in 1969 or something like that, where um, this little kid angered a gypsy and um, had the same curse put on him. Mm-hmm. And this woman, um, medium, psychic, I guess yeah. she is, yeah. uh, tries to help him banish the demon and fails. Mm-hmm. And he's taken down to hell. And then it goes to present day where we follow Christine, the loan officer. Yeah. I like that they show that at the start because it kind of sets everything up. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, or, or what she's in for, I guess, yep. even even when she doesn't. So it's a great movie. I know it didn't do so well. Uh, a lot of people kind of slag it off. I think it. I think it's terrific. Oh, man, I love it. I love. I mean. I've seen it so many times now. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a Sam Raimi fan, and I think, I don't know, I think I like all of his films. I haven't seen that Wizard of Oz one. Um, but I want to, <laughs> uh, but I like, I mean, evil dead and all the Spider-Man films and, uh, I don't know, just everything he does. I, I like his, his visual style and the way that he, he kind of shows things visually and uh, it's kind of comedic. Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So many, there's so many goofy bits of this movie that are kind of scary Kind of ridiculous, kind of over the top. Yeah, he uses a lot of slapstick stuff too, but he he's very visual. Like you can tell a lot about the story just from watching without people explaining things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like um, somebody like Edgar Wright would have been heavily influenced by Sam Raimi because it's got same same similar things with it. You know, the camera movements are exaggerated and things make noises that shouldn't make noises. Evil Dead did that a lot, where yeah, you know, like when a camera moves past a beam. It makes a noise, which is ridiculous when you think about it, but but it works so well to create that atmosphere. And then, the, you know, the camera tilts to create, you know, like an unsettled feeling like it'll start out like like a dead on shot. But then as things start to happen, the camera tilts. And I don't know. It's, I think he's great. Yeah. So it, this film is old enough that I guess we can talk about spoilers without any issues. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, it's it's good fun. It's only a like an hour and a half long. Um, so go watch it, come back, listen to the rest. It's just a cool horror movie. It's, it's goofy and it's fun. It's time for some spoilers. <laughs> um, but seriously, we're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't watched this movie yet, turn the podcast off now. She's a loan officer. Yeah, Christine's a loan officer at a bank. And she one day encounters uh, Sylvia Ganush. Or Ganoush, who is a uh, a Hungarian gypsy, I believe. Her family's Hungarian. Well, she's, apparently, she speaks Hungarian. So, I mean, I didn't know there were that many Hungarian gypsies in in Los Angeles, to be honest. Yeah, and does it count as a gypsy if um 
she's trying to keep her <laughs> home that she's lived in for 30 yeah, years. I, I mean, look, it's not that kind of movie. It doesn't need to make that much sense. Yeah, sure. But yeah, no, I, I, I thought about that more this time when I was watching it, especially when she goes around to the house and it's like, I mean, she might as well be in Hungary the way that there's the play, the house is full of of people, you know, that it's just, it's funny, I think. But then, you know, for all I know, maybe that actually happens in L.A. I tried to find some kind of folklore and origin of gypsies. Yeah. It's a bit difficult. Um, You're not supposed to call them gypsies, I don't think. Romani? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Um it's it's a bit difficult to find anything because they've been around before time was recorded. <laughs> yeah, they're just the outsiders, right? Uh, yeah, the wandering troops of people who sell their wares and yeah. perform and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But specifically, I tried to find out about the origin of curses. Mm. Um, but most of the sources would just say something like, gypsies are known to have mystical powers. <laughs> Known to have. What do you mean? <laughs> Fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen uh, in Paris. I've seen gypsies, and I've seen what they get up to. They trick people, and you know, they try and extort money out of people. And I've all, I've seen um, elderly women who look exactly like Sylvia from <laughs> from Drag Me to Hell, and it's terrifying. Not not because I mean I'm sure they're perfectly lovely people. <laughs> well, not all of them are. Some of them are a bit. Some of them are a bit shifty. While they try to steal your money. Yeah, some of them are shifty. Um, I did read something actually that said that the curses are like this is from some ex gypsy or something that said that the curses were a means of stealing from you. Yeah, right. Okay. So that they could say, "Oh, I put a curse on you." And you're like, "No, no, no. <laughs> here, take everything I have." Well, they do things like uh, I've seen personally. I've seen them. Uh, they drop something on the ground behind you and then say, "Oh, you dropped this," and then demand a reward for returning it. Um, I think, it, isn't that what happened in uh, Hannibal? Uh, it could be. The book? Could be. I don't remember. Something like that. Uh, and then they, another thing they do is they... It, it, the, problem with, the problem they have is they don't seem to realize that when there's 10 of them all around doing the same thing, it doesn't work. But they have like right. a photo of an old woman, an old faded photo. And they say, oh, this is, you know, my grandmother or whatever. She's very sick. Can I have some money? And then, the next, you know, there's like 10 of them standing there doing the same thing. <laughs> this is all my grandmother. Yeah, all of our grandmother. <laughs> and, you know, for all I know, one of them really, really is trying to collect money for a sick grandmother. And now I feel awful. But, yeah, the rest of them are ruining it for you. Well, apparently this gypsy has, like, magical powers as well. Oh, yeah, like, literally. somehow, yeah, yeah, like, she's able to control, I guess, her handkerchief. Yes. Um, <laughs> she somehow gets into a locked car <laughs> without being seen by yeah. the person in the car. It make, makes you wonder why she needs to borrow money from the bank. Yeah. And, all right, let's talk about that, right? <laughs> sure. Being declined alone for your third deferment, like, uh, I think Christine was in the right here. Oh, sure. Like, she did not deserve to spend eternity in hell right. for telling this old woman to stop living off of the government. I think the idea that they are not terribly... Um moral when it comes to who they're cursing and who they're you know well the the kid at the beginning getting taken to hell mm -hmm. what he did to get this curse was steal some jewelry out of the back of a um like a gypsy caravan yeah and then try to return it and they said no you're gonna hell <laughs> yeah fair enough like they're, they're just handing out these 
these hell sentences. Yeah, they're, they're, they're portrayed as kind of just generic evil people in, in this. I actually think that this is anti-gypsy propaganda. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> but as I said, I've witnessed them in real life and, you know, I'm I'm sure they they I'm sure they're cursing people. Like I'm not sure, I'm not convinced it does anything, but I'm, I'm wouldn't surprise me if if they they tried some of this shit. So the demon that gets summoned, yes, is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's badass. Uh, it's called the Lamia. Mm-hmm. I had a look at this. Um, there is something in mythology that shares the name, but it is nothing like the demon in this film. Mm. I th- um, I think it may have borrowed some things from it but i i think that this one was made up for this film yeah um the lamia in greek mythology was one of zeus's lovers who is cursed by his wife to eat children for eternity so she's kind of half half woman half snake as most things are mm-hmm. like a combination of human and animal in greek mythology yeah and a combination of human and animal that zeus fucked yeah <laughs> classic greek mythology <laughs> classic zeus yeah. It seems like just the name possibly was borrowed um, from this demon. Yeah. So the Lamia in Drag Me to Hell, uh, resembling Baphomet, it's mm. uh, like a kind of humanoid goat. Mm-hmm. But you never see him. You never actually see him. Uh, there are very brief flashes of what he looks like and teeth yeah. and things, but it's never clear. His silhouette. You see his silhouette a lot. Yeah, you see his shadow Sorry, quite yeah, a shadow bit, rather. and his shadow is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Some great gags. That's the, one of the other, like, I think Sam Raimi is very good at those kind of creepy gags. You know, like, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but, I mean, we're talking about spoilers anyway. You know, you know the scene that I mean where you see uh, the, the, this, this My favorite part yeah. is shadow <laughs> I coming it was probably was. under the door. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's just the master of that kind of stuff. Because Evil Dead and, and, and even the Spider-Man films, again, like I feel like the Spider-Man films are like this kind of stuff just in a different genre. I really enjoy the um, the goat as well. There's a scene where they have a There's seance. There's a, a seance to kind of call the Lamia forward and try to banish it. Yeah, so they can get rid of it. And there's a goat involved. And it's, again, it reminds me very much of Evil Dead when all the, the you know, the the head on the wall, the, the deer head on the wall comes to life. Yeah. Because there's this goat and then all of a sudden it switches to, it's... Like a human Yeah, well, it's like a, pra- it's, apparently it's a puppet. It's like a practical effect. It is the worst <laughs> no, thing in this film. It's great. It's so good. It is the only it. thing I think that looks out of place. Really? I like yeah. it. I thought it was cool. I love, I love when the guy, um, at that same seance, mm. it passes from the goat to um, one of the... Assistant. Something. Yeah. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah, it's super that's really evil dead. Like the way he's like floats and his makeup is incredible. Yeah, I know, I know. It's great. Cause he he still looks totally human, but he kinda takes on this like these goat characteristics. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way he floats and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. See it's a good movie. I don't know what people Oh it's, it's a really good movie. <laughs> it's terrific. Yeah, Justin Long's good in this. Justin Long is in it. Uh, he plays Clay, who is Christine's uh, boyfriend. I For the longest time, right, it wasn't until this viewing, I've always thought he was a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> because there's one point, at the beginning of the film, she gets harassed by this old woman after she won't give her the loan. 
And Harassed. She gets fucking assaulted. Yeah, she gets assaulted in the car park afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And goes through, like, several car accidents trying to get this woman off of her. Yeah. And he comes and meets her, takes her home. The, the boyfriend takes her home. And then is like, oh, hope you have a good night. And leaves her. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she just had, oh, she had the worst night. Yep. Yeah. He does. He comes back after she gets um, attacked by the Lamia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but he's like super skeptical. He he is, but of course he is. Yeah. Like yeah. I always thought that. Like, come on, she's going through all this shit, and you don't believe her. Of course he doesn't believe her. <laughs> no, because it's fucking ridiculous. To him, it's just post traumatic stress. Right. Yeah, she's imagining it. Yeah. yeah, she got attacked, and now she's just mm-hmm. having a hard time dealing with it. So I, I he's do trying think- to help out, and he's like. He is actually a sweet guy. Yeah, I do think dropping her off at home and then leaving on that on the same day is I would you know I'd question that person. Yeah, definitely. But 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 yeah, I think his skepticism about you know when, when they first go to the psychic. The uh, yeah on on the way home from her attack, she's like, I want to see the psychic now, and he's like, no, yeah. come on, let's just get you home. And he's kind of a dick to the psychic, but then that's how I would be to a psychic too. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because it does seem like he's making it all up. Um, and he he makes a joke to the guy, which made me laugh um, when the psychic came out and uh, he said something about, he asked their names, I think. Yeah. And he gave him, he yeah. said, uh, this is Christine and I'm Clay, but you probably already knew that. Yeah. And it reminded me of when we were in Salem. Yeah. And we walked into a, um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Just a one of the little witch shops they have. Yeah, around. they got a lot of those there. And this psychic came over and said to us and our and my brother, oh, are you my 230? And my brother was like, shouldn't you know that? Yeah, some psychic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, though. Like, you, I, I, I would be very skeptical. So I kind of, I, I can relate. Um, Raimi's cars make an appearance, or car. Apparently oh. it is literally the car from the Evil Dead films. I know you you said he's got several, right? I think yeah, I think he's got a bunch of them, but there is one in particular that is his baby. Yeah, that he puts in everything. It's a yellow Delta eighty eight, and it's, it's it's such a cool car. Yeah, it's it's the the car from Evil Dead. It's um Uncle Ben's car from Spider Man. It's it's in all of his movies. I think it's in Dark Man somewhere. Uh, yeah, and there's there's a bunch of other kind of tie-ins to other films. Like Clay mentions that they should travel out to the parents' cabin out in the woods. Which, oh, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I see that now. Yeah, he says that at because one point. I can't remember where it was. I didn't recognize the name of it's some place in California, wherever they are. Yeah, the logo at the start of the film, the um, the Universal logo at the beginning, uh, is the old version from the eighties. Right. It's not the the current one. I think this film was like he he done a bunch of other stuff for a long time, Raimi. And then this was his return to horror. Yeah, this is one of the only films where I have to turn away. And it's not from anything scary. <laughs> it is just, oh, God. I can't. Yeah, this is, oh, I mean, God. if you've seen it, you'll know what we mean. And if you haven't, it, it's not going to matter if we tell you. No, it happens a couple of times where it's just a hilarious sequence of events where the old gypsy woman loses her fake teeth and then falls over Christine and her gummy mouth is like 
leaving Ugh. spit in Christy. Oh my god, it's the, disgusting. The, the, this, the one in the car is the worst. When she's like trying, oh. it's like she's trying oh, to bite she, her, but she's like just gumming she's just her gumming face. Gumming her, and there's just <laughs> so saliva gross. everywhere. And when she pulls away, you can see the strings of it. Oh man, it's gross. And then so it's like good. a recurring thing that she does that, and then pulls a huge thing of her hair out. Yeah, like a handful of her hair. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good gag. But it, it happens again when um, she found, she goes back to the old woman's house to kind of make reparations with her and ask yep. her to take the curse away and finds out the woman has died mm. and <laughs> finds that out by <laughs> tripping onto the coffin, knocking it over, the woman flying on top of her, and then all of the embalming fluid like yep. spewing out of her mouth on top of her. <laughs> it is It is honestly the only thing... I can't watch in a film. <laughs> so we watched uh, the unrated version, and um, I've got a list here of the scenes that were added. There's actually not that many, but I'm curious if you recall, because um, that was actually the first time I'd seen the unrated version. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't recognize anything different. So okay. So run me through this. Okay. So the first scene, there's only four. Okay. Four changes. Uh, in the bank, when she has the kind of projectile nosebleed. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, before the, sh- her nose sprays blood everywhere. She it, sprays it out of her mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah, apparently that was cut out for, um, for you. Right, know, okay. For the, for the cinema. Because I do remember watching it this time, and I'm like, wow, I don't remember it being, being yeah. that bloody. It was but- very, very bloody in this in this version. Yeah, so that was, that was cut like, down. Like, hilariously so. And her, yeah. her boss, like, did it get in my mouth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the scene uh, where she kills the kitten, you actually see her stab the knife up and down, and blood sprays. Okay. On her. Uh, apparently, in the in the original version, you didn't see that. You saw her go to kill the kitten, and then it cuts away, and you hear the noise of the kitten dying. Right. Um, and then, uh, like, you see her with the knife, and then it just cuts away. Yeah. Just to show the outside of the house as the kitten is kind of crying. Um, and then uh, the next change is after the sacrifice of the kitten in this version, you see her throw the body into the hole. Oh, before, okay. But whereas in the original, you just saw her finishing up with the shovel. Yep, okay. And then the final one, which is of no consequence, and I don't really know why it was changed because it kind of helps to remind you of something. Um, when they go to dinner with Clay's parents, Mm-hmm. His dad asks how his coin collection is going, and he tells them oh. about the quarter that she found, yep. Christine found for him. And I think that's 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 good because that comes up again later as kind of a you know the, the big kind of goof at the end is yeah. that she took the envelope with the coin in it. So yeah, I feel like leaving that in was was good. Yeah, that's weird. That everything else is like they took out for a rating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't just... know. I don't know why they removed it. Or maybe they felt it was too obvious. I don't know. It's yeah, weird. maybe. But One I mean... of my favorite lines is in that scene um, when she starts having her kind of delusions. Or yes. And um, in the background, his family starts to eat the cake that she's brought. Yes, the harvest and when cake. She, yeah, and when she starts to have her delusions, in the background, <laughs> Justin Long says, "You only hate this if you hate delicious things." <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid line, but he it's, he says it to his stuffy parents. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this movie gets a big thumbs up from me. Oh yeah, totally. Um, do you wanna do you wanna go over deaths? There aren't too many. 
No. Um, in fact, I mean, unless I'm wrong, there's there's Juan, the little the kid at the start, mm-hmm. uh, who gets dragged to hell. Yep. There is the old woman, Sylvia. The gypsy. Yep. yep. Ganoush, or however you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is off screen. You just find out that she has died. Yeah, you see her body afterwards. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's the kitten. Mm-hmm. Who is a blood sacrifice to yep. appease the Lamia. Um, and then there's Christine herself. Is uh, that, there's, is there that is right? actually one more. There's the medium that um, oh. that tried to banish the Lamia from, both from Juan and Christine. She just kind of dies of... Shock and old age. Yeah. I, I totally missed it because it was not a, a murder mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So really it's four people and mm. the kitten. Yes. So it's not a huge death count, but it is, uh, it's still, no, but they're, you know, they're pretty good. No, they're good. Yeah. Spoilers. Christine dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. I love that. I love how she wakes up or does she even wake up? It doesn't seem like she gets to sleep that night, mm. but anyway, like she has the best morning ever. Her boss calls, tells her she's got the promotion. The guy she hates at work is fired. Yeah. She, her boyfriend's going to propose to her. She buys the fancy new coat. Like everything's going her way, and then she gets pulled into hell. Yeah, I know, and it's so great too. I like it's pretty clever because she falls onto the train tracks, right? And a bunch of people see this, and then a train comes by just as she's being dragged down to hell by all the hands. Yeah, and and only Justin Long, only Clay, sorry, sees it. So. It's kind of clever because you'd be like, well, why are people questioning this? But it's like, as far as anyone knows, she just was crushed she just by, got a hit train. by a train. Yeah. And then her body has disappeared. Yeah. But like, you know, and no one's going to believe him when he says she was, no, she was pulled down into hell. Yeah. And, and why would he bother telling anybody anyway that she's gone? So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was clever. Yeah. Cause in, in these films, often it gets to the end and you're like, how the fuck are they going to explain all this? Whereas yeah, this right. one kind of wraps up pretty much. I know, like in Evil Dead, when Ash comes back to the city and he's like, oh, they're all dead. Just <laughs> yeah. don't ask. Well, they didn't bother what? to explain it in that. No, of course, but <laughs> like, how are you going to get? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, in like any haunted house movie where they're trapped in a house and then, all, and then, you know, they kill everybody and then one person survives at the end. And then it's like the cops turn up and oh, roll the credits before they have never to Never believe what happened here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. See you guys later. Yeah. So I think this wrapped up quite nicely. Yeah. Look, we've spoiled it for you, but go see this movie. Oh, you watch it anyway. It's fun. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah. Have a couple of beers and watch it. It's good. It's good. I promise. <laughs> and if you don't like it, stop listening to this podcast because <laughs> you obviously don't have the same taste as us. Just write in. Let us know what we should be watching. Absolutely, yeah. You can get us at Necronominom at multiplenerdgasm.com. And if you don't like the film, please write in and let us know why. I'm like, I mean that sincerely. Because, uh, you know, we'd love to hear different opinions. And if you don't like the podcast, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. But if you do like the podcast, <laughs> it would be wonderful if you could head over to iTunes, do a search for Necronomenom, and give us a, a preferably a five-star rating. You know, four stars is acceptable, but five stars. Five, five please. Five, please, yeah. Forget forget that thing I said about four. Because that's really helpful. It would uh, it helps attract new listeners. Uh, and it really it gets really us noticed. Out. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to hear more from, from Multiple Nerdgasm in general, uh, that's the, the the network that we're part of, you can head to multiplenerdgasm.com and find all sorts of stuff over there. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr. If you go to multiplenerdgasm.com slash Fiverr with two R's, 
you can get some cool stuff like art, voiceovers, tons of stuff. I don't know. What do you want? Jingles. Yeah. Uh, they can write a bio for you for your website. Anything. Well, maybe not anything, but lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it all costs five bucks. Well, it starts at five bucks. Multiplenerdgasm.com slash Fiverr.